Congratulations. You've made an excellent life choice today. You're displaying strong character and good taste by tuning into this infotainment web zone. We're poorly informed and highly opinionated. This is Idiots Discuss the Universe. everybody to another fun-filled family-friendly episode of Idiots Discuss the Universe. I am Craig, over there yonder is Mr. Spency, and um, we are uh, your hosts, of course, again, again, like usual. Yep, here we are. And um, yeah, what Craig. you got What you got going on, Spenny? Oh, a whole lot, whole bunch of stuff that's real good and interesting. Yeah. Um, none of which I'm allowed to talk about. Huh. On here. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, I went to the beach yesterday. Okay. I went out to Cannon Beach. Yeah. Which is very windy. Yeah, it is. It's always windy there, but it's it's nice. Yeah. Was it full of people? Full of people. Yeah. We uh, it was me and my dad and the dog Hazel. Okay. What what inspired that? Just a. Uh, my mom's out of town. She's visiting my grandma in California. Okay. For her birthday. And so I think my dad was just looking for company. Nice. You know? And, uh, yeah, packed a little cooler, some sandwiches and some some Rattlers, you know? And, uh, yeah, hit the road. And um, it was funny. So, like, the whole time my dad's like, I want to get saltwater taffy. Okay. You know? Yeah. Sure. That's easy done. Easy done, you would think. Right. But on this particular day... <clears throat> we passed the taffy place and we're like okay that looks reasonable like there's people standing outside there's probably a line and stuff but uh-huh. you know didn't look too crazy and uh we did our whole beach walk etc cetera, etc cetera. we get back there he goes in he's like the line is like a hundred people deep like it goes back and then like out the back or something like that oh wow and there was like one 15 year old you know and like oh what what sort of taffy would you like ma'am you know wow and they'd be like you know like i want this one or that one and you know um so don't they already have it like in packages though you You would think they'd have it no it's all in these buckets you know oh huh i just remember there being fucking taffy like every time you turned around in seaside that's seaside where were you cannon beach oh okay but still Still, though, yeah, I mean, like, you would think, but this was the spot, clearly. This was, like, the Taffy Ice Cream Store. Uh-huh. And, you know, not, uh, everyone was just, everyone was there from all over Oregon and Washington. They're all there on Sunday in a, in the summer, you know. Um, and, yeah, there was, like, a hundred people or something. And I was waiting outside with a dog, and, you know, he's saying, like, yeah, it's, like, the business, it's just such a strange kind of dumb business model where... You go, you pick out your different flavors of taffy from the buckets, uh-huh. you know, and then you go and get in line. I was like, why didn't you just, like, take a little piece of black licorice taffy like you want and just fucking eat it and leave and then, like, beam a quarter off the fucking, off the 15-year-old's head. Here you go. Bing! You know, what's he going to do? You know? Oh, yeah. Sir. Was your dad aghast that you suggested such a thing? 
He, you could, mm-hmm. you know, he was amused. Uh-huh. He was amused, mm-hmm. but you could tell it's just not something he would ever right, do. Right, right, know? right. Um, that's against the rules. You know? Sure. So sure. it's just not really something that he's into. But, um, but yeah, so that was funny. He didn't get his taffy, um, and we were just like, you know, bewildered by that. But the eventful thing of the day was, um, was Little Miss Hazel. Oh, yeah. Hazel the dog. Yeah. You know, decided to let her off leash on the beach. Uh-huh. And she was doing great. She was listening to us. She was happy, you know, prancing around, sniffing. Uh-huh. Um, and then at one point or another, I was kind of up ahead. And I look back, and there's this, like, little fluffy dog with a ball Uh-oh. running up to Hazel. Uh-oh. You know, like, oh, hey, like, you want to play with me? And I see Hazel kind of, like, get a little cagey for a second, then just, like, and fucking attack the dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. She attacked the this little fluffy white dog. Oh, my God. Pinned it down on its neck and started just, like, going for the kill. You know? <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, fuck. The, 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 the owners were like, stop, no. Ah! Like, running over. My dad ran over. He was, like, a lot closer. And uh, everything, everything's fine. Everyone, no dogs were harmed in the making of this story. But they were about to be because uh-huh. Hazel just like fucking flipped on a switch and was just like, yeah, went into kill mode. Like, oh, like this is a bu- this is a bunny rabbit wow. or something. Wow, it was very strange. Because huh. um, you could tell she she kind of like turned around away from the dog and was like a little cagey. And when the dog was like, "Man, let me sniff your butt," she was just like, ah, she went into fucking full freakout mode. And mm. um, you know, yeah, dog was fine. We're not gonna have to like put her down or anything like that, but um, yeah, got to be careful with that. Damn, damn, dude, she is cagey and unpredictable. Cause I've had her like, I just took care of her for about a week mm-hmm. and had her at the park and everything. Never let her off leash. Um, but you know she was around some other dogs, tiny dogs that were off leash, and she just like sniffed them and just like ignored them. You know, uh huh. It was fine. Huh. And she's had incidents before, but I was like, eh, she seems seems chill, mm-hmm. you know. Hmm. So it was weird, you know, and I'm like. Well, that's the thing about unpredictable dogs is they are unpredictable. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're fine, they're fine, and the next thing you know, they're, they've killed a neighbor's <laughs> animal, right. you know, so. Probably just keep that one on the leash, you know. Most, yep. Most of the time is a good I- good idea. Yep. That's that's what what we need to do. I don't know. She um she seemed like she was doing fine, but um. But yeah, so that was uh, a little. Well, it's good you didn't kill the other people's dog because yeah. that would be um, what you have spent the rest of the day dealing with right there for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Would not have been at good. all. A lot of a lot of feelings running through my head when that was going on. Like I was like, "Oh shit, Hazel, no, don't stop." And then I was also like, "Well, you know, your dog is kind of like a little. Like, this is kind of way, your dog's a little bit of a bitch. You know, your other how <laughs> <laughs> like, the other dog like. Well, maybe you shouldn't have such a tiny, dumb little dog. You know. Yeah. But no, that was. I don't know. I think. I, I think know, as far right. as the whole spectrum goes, though, people there's dogs that could do the same thing to Hazel, no problem. Oh, easily. Yeah, because she's not like she's not big, a, a mighty dog. No, 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 she's, no. She's a, a mid, small, mid-sized dog. No, I would hate to think if she like picked a fight with one of these other dogs, and just the whole thing, like 
it got me thinking about dogs and how dogs just like annoy me a lot now like hmm. just in general like and i've grown up with dogs i'm like right. generally more of a dog person but i'm just like god these things are just like it's <laughs> it's fucking weird like can we talk about our weird thing with dogs you know i mean pets in general uh-huh. and i get it we're just kind of like yes look at me i'm a king and here's my animals who love me you know kind of a vibe right um and I get like the companionship, and uh, I guess they need us now. You know, it's like we've trained them so, like, hey, they kind of need us, or they're going to run in feral packs and cause trouble. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 domestic dogs can't live in the wild, right? But I mean, like, they can kind of like breed and turn feral, and like they can live they can in weird live cities. in like they can live in like an urban area. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all over Mexico and Texas. Sure, and stuff. sure. There's like stray dogs in in urban areas. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they can't live in, like, in the woods. No. Right. Right. So, I mean, like, yeah, they need us, and I have I love dogs, too. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a good a good dog cuddle, but there's just, there's, when I start thinking about it, I'm like, this is weird what's going on, what's happened. They're all sort of like these ego projections, these sort of, like, um, you know, pet projects, like, no pun intended, but, you know, where you're like... You know, you're you're anthropomorphizing everything. They look, she's so happy. Look at how happy she is. Where they they're just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm like that that thing. W- like they would kill you if they were bigger. Kind of a thing. Same with cats, obviously. You know, mm, maybe, yeah. Maybe not dog. I mean, I'm certain that if a dog was like the size of a lion, you know, it would just be like. Like, it would just kill all of us. Like, we anthropomorphize all of these animals, projecting our own emotions onto them in order to justify keeping them. Like, look, she's... Look at her. She's jealous. Or look at her. She's happy or sad. When really they're just like food, 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 you know? And Mm. and maybe there's a degree Mm. of emotion going on, but I'm just like, it's kind of weird it, it it strikes me as weird and it strikes me as like a selfish thing that we've kind of engaged in like that was at first utilitarian like like you know they help us hunt they protect the farm from things and they're doing a job right and we give them food and it's like uh-huh. this sort of like okay there's a job here same with the cats sure. the cats are keeping the rats away there's a job but now they just like sit around they're bummed the dogs are like bummed most of they're like why can't i i just want to run around and sniff man like no you're staying inside uh-huh. for 12 uh-huh. hours by yourself while i'm at work and then when i come home you're going to be like freaking out and i'm like look at how much this thing loves me oh it's so happy to see me when i get home that thing was you know about it was having a 12 hour panic attack because it is a pack animal that has been left in isolation with a bowl of water you know what i mean and i'm like i'm not trying to get all pita on people mm-hmm. i'm not trying to say mm-hmm. like we need to stop it's weird but i'm like let's when you start to examine it it's kind of strange and i think a lot of dogs you know are kind of you know i'm anthropomorphizing again but they're kind of miserable because they want to sniff they want to roam they want to chase little furry things and they rarely get to do that they're pretty much just on leashes and or in people's like fucking backpacks or Mm -hmm. 
or like just laying on the couch like uh you know bored and um and i'm sure there's there's you know they've been at this point bred to enjoy and accept that sort of a thing but i just kind of feel bad for a lot of them you know like they don't get the exercise or stimulation that they deserve especially in like an urban environment yeah yeah for sure um no i would agree i think that um a lot of the people that own pets probably have no business owning pets i would kind of take issue i don't know i mean like i feel like um the one thing that you said that i would take issue with is the total like I agree like the anthropomorphism of animals is weird. I mean, it gets really weird. But at the same time, like I do think that animals are more um, emotionally and mentally complex. You know what I mean? Like I think that there is like... You could, there is an argument to be said like, oh, that, that dog is jealous. I mean, yeah. I, I've watched behavior that I can only describe as like jealousy coming from cats and from dogs and yeah. from different things. Um, and, uh, you know, they do have like an emotional spectrum to them, you know, yeah. so they're not like, you know, just completely, completely like... Um, uh, we're not we're not completely populating their personalities with our imaginations. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. You right, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't know if it's ego or it's um, I think part of it is like this sort of like uh, it's sort of a sad thing with a lot of people you know that like it's it is ego but it's like this bruised hurt ego that the animal is 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 well it's just you get a dog and you'll be less lonely you know what i'm saying um which is a huge like onus to put on an animal in the first place and i guess it does work to some degree but um when it does work, it doesn't work in like a healthy way, you know, because like you can't have that kind of relationship. The thing that's making you sad is not because you don't have a cat to cuddle with at night. Right. You know, the type of loneliness that you're right. experiencing is not going to be solved by an animal. Um, I do think that animals can teach us a lot about how to be, how to be in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that like a dog is a really good role model for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, because it allows them to kind of just like turn off that upper thing and just right. kind of be in the moment okay. in the way that dogs and cats are in the moment, you yeah. know? And I think that's cool. Um, but it has grown like wildly unhealthy. I mean, the the culture of pets has shifted um, so extreme since I was a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. When I was a kid, and this was in Wyoming, you know, so maybe a little different than in the in the metro areas at that time, but it was still kind of the common attitude. 
you know, like people would say things like, you took your cat to the vet. You know, right. you took a cat to the vet? Yeah, right. Like what? Yeah. You know? And then, and it was even to that point that like you took, like people would understand like you took that purebred husky that you breed because you um, race huskies to the vet. Like they would understand that. Right. You know, back home. Or you took your fucking horse or your cow or something that like your working animal yeah. to the vet. Like that was something that was understanding. Right. And then dogs to some degree, like, okay, you know, like that's your, your sheep dog and you took it to the vet because it's worked for you for 20 years and you're trying to whatever it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, it was not like a, um, a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't a thing. Like, your animal got sick and died, and you went and got another dog. You know, like, there were free kittens at Walmart parking lot. There wasn't a Walmart parking lot, but that's how you went and got it. You just found strays. There were strays all over the place, you know. It wasn't, like, a big deal. Right. Like, it wasn't, like, you didn't pamper them. And I think part of what's going on and the part of the sickness that you feel for that is that we're not having any babies. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And like people need babies. Yeah. And they don't have that, so they try to put animals in the baby spot. Right. And that is inherently like I don't know, it's it's just not it's not like a healthy thing to watch or a healthy thing to to do or any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the option that a lot of people have given themselves. Right. You know. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what it what it um, what it says. I mean, what it says about us. But I think that it does. Like, I, I do think that the whole pet thing just really, if you look at it very close, it shows you a lot of like the weirdness and sickness of like Western culture. Yeah, you know. But again, like there are other places like. I don't know, I feel like Turkey had it just about right. You know what I'm saying? Where they didn't really give a shit, but they were nice to all of the animals. You yeah. know, they're they're nice, but they didn't like, you know, I'm bring them inside. Right. It was like somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, if you exactly. found one you really liked, you bring it inside or take care of it as your own. Mm-hmm. But generally, you know, like I'm saying, like you know, the cats are allowed to run around, the dogs are allowed to run around mm-hmm. and you give them some food when you can buy them some food. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And the whole neighborhood takes care of them. Right. You know, and then the rest of the Muslim world where they just like hate dogs and they're just fucking awful to animals and all that sort of stuff is, is, is the other end of it. You know, Asia is the other side of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that either. So I don't know what the answer, what the, what the healthy position, I think the healthy position was like you say, like when these animals and us and when we were like both mutually benefiting from hanging out together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dogs got to hunt with somebody that was smarter, and so their success rate was much higher. And um, cats, I mean, cats domesticated themselves, right. you know, so that's a totally different. They decided that that was good. But it was a mutually beneficial relationship, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that that's probably, like, when things were the best, when both of those animals... Well, I mean, I know dogs that, like, 
even if they don't like live on a farm or something, but dogs that live out in the country, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like they're way happier dogs so happy. because like they feel like, oh, I got the land that I'm kind of guarding mm-hmm. and like there's stuff going on yeah. and like I'm just kind of out there. And they there do being want a like dog. a family. They want a pack. Sure. Like they do want that. So, sure. so sure. I get that. And it's cool that there's this interspecies relationship that actually functions. But yeah, like like I would say, I would totally agree with that. The last like really happy dogs I saw were on the lady's aunt and uncle's like vineyard. Yeah. And they can come and go as they please mm-hmm. and they've just got fucking acres to like yeah. run around, you know, but one of them got run over by a tractor. Right. Yeah, sad. But you're also like, well, there's four. You know. Yeah. So it's like and I'm not trying to be like cruel or or, or cold about it, but it's like you know, I think that dog, even though his life got cut short, it had a very fulfilling life as far as a dog is concerned. Like it's right. exhausted right. at the end of every day. Right. It's 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 thing it's the thing that it's the decision that people are making for themselves right now in the world is like how much how much freedom can I allow myself in relation to how safe I am? You know, because the more freedom you allow yourself, generally the less safe you're going to be, either emotionally or actually physically, you know. And, but again, like I think most people, the freer they are, the more fulfilled and exciting their life will be. You know, I mean, like I think that those, that's probably the the happier way that's the way that we're supposed to go about life you know what i'm saying we're supposed to have like a lot of freedom and very little safety mm. i mean that's 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 nature's default setting mm-hmm. is towards like you're able to kind of go where you can go you know but like there's no guarantees of much of anything right you know and if any number of things go wrong you're fucked right you know, but you're free to do whatever. No one's going to tell you what you do, what to do, or how yeah. to do it, or any of that sort of stuff. You know, and as we've moved in that other direction, where things get increasingly safe, um, I don't know. There's like this weird, like, and again, like that's the anthropomorphism that we're putting on the animals, in the sense that like cats, like, are miserable. Like, like Doug is miserable that I don't let her outside to go run around and do right. the things that she needs, that she wants to do. Yeah. And, um, but it's at a point now that you can't even do that because other people will police you right. in Portland. Well, sure. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to do in a city where it's like not already established that you can do yeah. that. And, and in a way, all all that is is just taking like that human understanding of how little risk we're willing to tolerate in our lives, mm-hmm. and extrapolating it to their to our anthropomorphized animals, and yeah, you know, it's it's just like making them into us, you know. But like yeah. they definitely want like the high. They want to be out there taking care of themselves, and live like that that kind of life and that's definitely what they want yeah you know and maybe it's just because they're just dumb animals but um i don't know i mean i think that like there is like um something to be said for that that sort of attitude you know i'm saying it's like healthy yeah you know like as far as like mental healthy healthiness like it's good to take risks even if those risks don't pay off sure you know yeah 
because that's truly like what we're like designed to do yeah you know take risks and like assess the situation day by day and adapt and yeah i mean i mean down to the point that we're like meant to like every couple weeks like put our lives in the line in order to get something to eat right you know and hopefully succeed in that but like you're supposed to do something like that like relatively often yeah because when you don't do that then you're fucking all of the hormones and shit that you have in order to deal with all of that get all haywire Mm -hmm. you know you either have people that never fucking get an adrenaline boost or they get an adrenaline boost at any moment you know and it's just so hard to take down and you know and like a, a distilled example of this in dog form is hazel right you know what i'm saying yeah like she is not it's not her fault but i mean her her lineage has been bred into this thing Mm -hmm. that has like these instincts and these attitudes that probably would have served it at one time in the wild Mm -hmm. quite well but now it's just got all that stuff all bent up you know what i'm saying like it's all bent up yeah It, it, it feels like oh i need to kill something but like i haven't had an opportunity to kill anything ever right so what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like it's um, it's very much like how we are I- in ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, that sort of thing happens all the time where somebody seemingly doing great, you know, doing normal, acting normal. You don't expect it. And then they just fucking lose it. Right. Snap. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. there's just lots of stuff. Um, Weird shit building up. Weird primal shit building up. And speaking of primal, a little segue, I've been watching this new show Oh, okay. that I'm into. It's called Primal. Uh. And uh, do you know, um, I don't know how to say his name, like Gendy Tartovsky or Gendy Tartovsky? Does that mm. sound familiar? No. He's the guy who did... Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah uh-huh, for that, sure. Yeah, that guy. Well, it's his new TV series. Uh, it's okay. on HBO, uh-huh. and it's about a caveman whose family gets eaten by, like, a dinosaur, you know? Okay. It's like the crossover, you know, it's like cavemen and dinosaurs and woolly mammoths. They all exist in this world kind of a thing. Is it animated? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's an animated in oh, that okay, style. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's no dialogue. Wow. Like at all, because he's like a caveman. Sure. And then he befriends a dinosaur whose babies also get eaten by the same other kind of dinosaur. So it's like caveman on riding on the back of a dinosaur with a spear. It's badass, you know. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they go and they get into all these sorts of, um, you know, crazy. And where adventures. is it? Um, uh, where is it available? It's on HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well. I'm sure you could find it online somewhere. You know, it's it's uh, it's HBO, so it's got some blood. You know, it's got actual like gore okay. kind of stuff, which is interesting for his style. You yeah, know. I'm trying to think. Samurai Jack didn't have any. Um... Didn't have gore, but like it had a lot of robots getting chopped in half. Like yeah. they always had to be kind of like non-human, you yeah. know. But they were getting they were getting chopped up. Sure, you know. Yeah, um, and then you know, like yeah, all the other ones had like the cartoon violence and stuff like that. But this one has actual like they're like ripping shit apart with blood okay. and stuff. Huh. And that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it kind of goes to what you were saying as far as like the. Um, 
the primal human instinct, you know, like where it all might come from and, you know, life's pretty brutal. And in a lot of ways, we, we benefit from like this soft life of luxury, you know, but then it's like we've been geared to the point where now like all of this luxury makes us very uncomfortable you know yeah like it makes it there's a lot of depression and anxiety because yeah you know people people don't expend enough energy in my opinion you know they don't need to there's not even like a need to and so you have to force yourself to go to the gym for like no reason other than this like weird abstraction of like i need to look like the magazine or like i need to yeah, be fit yeah. and healthy you know right but it's like you would you would never even think about that you would be your fittest and healthiest self if you had to do what you needed to do to like survive you know yeah i mean that 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 attitude of like um working out and all that sort of thing to uh look a certain way or whatever is very modern sort of deal yeah i think um but it all comes from like not expending, you know. It's, yes, it makes no, it's sense. all it's all part of like um, we have like this set of um, likes and dislikes and all this stuff that is very much rooted in like what we were before, and now we are the thing that we are now, and you know like we're attracted to like healthy, strong bodies or people that are, you know, look like they're doing what the old world is and not like the fat, bloated, like city dweller type of yeah. thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there's, there's that, you know? And then I just think that, I think most of it is that we're understimulated despite, despite what people think. It's not that we, I mean, part of there's, there's a problem with like all of the media and all that sort of thing for sure. But I think that we are understimulated as far as the negative experiences. Mm. And it's been going on for before I was born, mm. you know. But, like, it's 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 epidemic now, you know, because we get to the point that, you know, like, you've never been punched in the face. You've never been called names. You've mm. never been in an argument. You've never done all the things that, like, people are supposed to do like regularly to get tough and you you don't have the tools you never work through it when you're young right. to the point that you become comfortable like being tough yeah and everything in the world because the world is a tough place everything in the world is um way too intense then yeah you know, I yeah. mean, like you, you're you're not you're set out into the world. I mean, I know I was, and I'm only kind of getting it in the last like five. Well, since I got really sick, you know, I mean, I only really got it since then, because like I had to toughen up. I mean, I had no choice other than like, you know, sink or swim shit. You know what I'm saying? So like that was like a thing that really rooted it in me. You know, and I think that like. most people most people just don't even have it in, in in like any sort of like recognizable form yeah you know so they're like 
they're like people that have been on painkillers their whole life and they get off painkillers and just normal the normal world seems overwhelming right, it's painful and now it's at the point and that's my generation mm. your generation and beyond have gotten to the point that the world has gotten so gentle that they can't even handle that mm. you know where it, it people have become more accommodating and it's less mm. violent mm -hmm. and it's less aggressive and all mm. of this stuff is being woven into our culture, you know, where you're not confronted, you know, the, there aren't um, the same kind of bullies at school that there are now. You know what I'm saying? Like the bullies in my school yeah. would seriously try to kill you and steal your shit. Yeah. And now they like call you names or post funny pictures of you on the internet, mm -hmm. which is bad, but it's different. Yeah, it's different. You know, and and it's getting even less and less of that. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's now like a capital crime to like make fun of somebody or do any of that sort of stuff in the right. schools, and people just aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. So it's getting like, you know, the pillows irritating the skin more and more. Mm -hmm. You know, and where yeah. before there wasn't even a pillow, you know, and yeah. now we're getting so sensitive we can barely handle our pajamas. Right. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like, that's the great thing. The great new thing about it is the world has a way of, like, reconciling that sort of stuff for civilizations that get too far on that, that sure. side of thing. Sure. You know. Unfortunately, like we are caught in this in in the generations that would just just that just suffer when it goes through. But there'll be some that, you know, yeah, excel, right, sure, right. And then there's lots of people that are coming into the country that have had that have had those kind of experiences throughout their life, mm -hmm. and they're just like a tougher sort. Yeah, you know, true. And um, but I think there's varying degrees of it. You know, I feel like you know, like England and Canada and stuff. It's even softer there, and you can see it even more. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, maybe it's not going to do that too. You know, maybe that is like maybe there's the hump that we get over, and we just increasingly become more and more whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a conundrum. It is kind of like this weird. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it seems like we have to, like, figure some stuff out because it seems like invariably as the human race goes, like, as people get more educated, whatever that means, they have fewer kids and mm -hmm. the things that are happening to our culture start to happen to whatever culture that is, you know? Yeah. And it tends to fall apart on itself, you know? And yet that's the thing that's going to push us over. We can... The, I guess the goal of modern culture is to perpetuate like the educated, cultured, luxurious, easy living that we have. Try to perpetuate that as long as possible mm -hmm. because that is by far like the the weird oddity of like human history. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're trying to perpetuate that thing where I think the constant of how we are is the exact opposite i guess i mean i don't know yeah i don't know either i mean because it's like on one hand 
you've got all of this sort of you know elevated thinking and progress and maybe like what I, people call emotional development you know mm-hmm. but then also by the same coin and by a lot of like the uh, metrics that you're talking about as far as toughness and things like that you know it can be viewed as a detriment and so it's like is there is there some sort of in between like third way balance you know where it's like oh we can continue to become spiritually and emotionally elevated unlike our ancestors or in a way that maybe our ancestors were that we're trying to get back to right um all while also not losing touch with the thing that also makes us human which is like the animal yeah you know instinct the body part of it you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 a huge um, conundrum of the species, I think. You know, um, I think like people like Wim Hof kind of give you a glimpse of maybe mm-hmm. how you can balance those things in modern culture a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, you just think about how old like homo, homo sapiens mm-hmm. at least are, you know, and what percentage of that time we've been in like cities and doing like the civilization thing. And it's like barely a percentage point of like the time that we've been around, you know? So like our, what were we doing for the rest of that time? Right. You know what I'm saying? We were totally, not maybe not totally fine, but like, I don't know. You know, it, it could be that we were for the by and large, totally fine, you know? Um, and, you know, there's all this stuff like with, um, you know, in the modern day with like trauma and the study of that and, uh, you know, psychology and emotions where I'm like, I think it does have value because it feels like we are kind of figuring out the human brain a little bit more. But then mm-hmm. there's like the excess of it, the overdiagnosis, the medication, the you know the right. the self indulgence that it goes too far but you know you hear about like the way they treated uh you what you know shell shock like the way like the germans treated shell shock back Be- in beatings and yeah, being with, sent to the with front beatings you know <laughs> yeah. and i'm like okay that's what they're talking that's like a very stark example of what they're talking about when there's like this um you know there's this uh modern sort of horror uh warfare type situation yeah meeting like the the sort of whatever human brain as it is in the moment and clearly it's like not meant to handle that as like an organism where it's like it's shutting down something's going on like uh you know what i mean well or i mean maybe it's meant to i think i think what you're talking about is the shift in those in, in, in that before, like when the Germans would beat people mm-hmm. for having the shell shock, that's World War One, right? Mm-hmm. Being in World yeah. War One that period of time. Oh, uh, World War Two. World War Two. But yeah. that's when like the attitudes were shifting from the old world to the new world. Right. Yeah. Where we had the attitude that like, oh, trauma is irregular. Like we should not experience trauma mm-hmm. as human beings because it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to that previous attitude, their attitude was, well, trauma is inevitable. Right. Men fight in battles. Right. And if you can't fight in a battle, 
then you're broken yeah. or you're a coward. Right. You know what I'm saying? So some beatings is going to figure out which one of which one of those two you are. Yeah. You know, so like if we can fix you with beatings, then we fixed you. Yeah. You know, or if you're a coward, then you know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. You know, and it is like that expectation that life was going to have a fair share of horror mm-hmm. and a healthy human being was equipped to deal with that horror without yeah. fucking completely losing their fucking marbles. Right. Yeah. You know, and then for some reason in there we switched and it's like we should avoid all horror. Yeah. Which is impossible. It's impossible. Because we're living on the earth mm-hmm. and we're biological beings, you know, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some bad days. Mm-hmm. And But when you're in a mindset where you don't expect that mm-hmm. and think of it as just abhorrent, then you're not as equipped to deal with it as you are if you're in the mindset of like, oh yeah, sure enough, here is the bandits coming over the hill to fight. We better fucking fight these fuckers. Yeah, you know? back. Yeah. And there's just I don't know. I I I think um. I don't know which one's better, though. Yeah, I don't know either. I think a mix of like. Mix. A mix. Because it's like there's got to be. Some forward progress, unless that's just sort of an illusion and it's just all just the same thing sort of happening over and over again and spiraling out, you know, into infinity um, in just different like permutations. But it feels like there's progress in a lot of ways, Um, quality of life, you know, but it's eh, it's hard to say because like there's a lot of emotionally fucked up people right now so i know we would love to be like well quality of life is objectively better and like you know it is maybe as far as like disease goes you know as far as like birth rate as far as like a child like you know maternity Mm -hmm. maternal like birth like women not dying in childbirth you know almost all the measurables yeah are better yeah but then there's a few like the the mental illness measurable stuff where we're like there's a lot of these people shooting themselves and other people right. for like no reason right really like right. A, no discernible reason right so what's going on there and like you know could be looped back to this whole like you know i don't know it's like people need conflict in their lives in order to be happy yeah you need to have like resistance in life Mm -hmm. and when you simultaneously remove the resistance and make people unable to deal with it when it does happen and they still have that biological need to you know what i'm saying yeah like you need trouble yeah like you need trouble you do it it's like partially like you creating problems out of thin air like you do Mm -hmm. is partially biological spenny making problems right. because you're so fat and happy West Lynn Spenny mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that your brain needs something to yeah. think about and you don't have to think about when the tiger is going to come carry off one of your kids again right? because you're not in that, that thing so you're like okay I need a danger thing yeah. because like I'm happy when I'm vigilant Right. I feel alive. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Alive, my, my, yeah. my, my, my body needs that and my mind needs that because my mind is my body too. Right. Um, so we create that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we create things that are way more terrifying than the things that we used to deal with. Yeah. Because it used to be, oh, snake, 
Right. Whoa, steak. Yeah, you whoa. Know, whoa, steak. Yeah, whoa, watch out. bear. Whoa, bear. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. You know, and like right. those were scary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But either it was a bear or it wasn't a bear. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're worried about like, you know, my ass is sagging. Right. You know what I'm saying? And people think yeah. I'm ugly. Right. Right? You know, uh, not that I worry about my ass is sagging. I have right. no ass. So right. it can't, there's nothing to sag. There you go. I am a pure white boy and I just have no ass. So nice. it's not a problem. But Congrats. But there are people that worry about things like that that have no real solution. Yeah. You know, and those are terrifying, overwhelming problems. Like if you get into, if you have the luxury in life to get to the point where like, I got to become self-obsessed about my looks because mm-hmm. I got nothing else. I got nothing else that's right. more pertinent to worry about. You know, yeah. I'm not hungry right. or I'd be worried about that or I'd worry about safety or I'd worry about a place to live or any of this sort of stuff. Now I've got enough luxury. I can worry about how I look, Yeah, you know, and that's a loser because you're going to get old and die. You know, so you're picking a really tough fucking problem to feel consistently good about. Yeah, yeah. And people pick up amazingly tough, esoteric, nebulous problems. You know, global warming. Yeah. I used to be like, back in the day, I remember driving back and forth from like Oregon to Wyoming and shit. And... I would just get in like these modes of like just the whole world's dying. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. there's like beetle disease in the evergreens for like one year. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking the end. It's the end. Right. You know, like seriously, I better make sure, make sure I tell everybody back home that I love them because, the, the, you know, it's e- it e- ecological collapse. Yeah. You know, and that's a terrifying thing to live under. Yeah. If you take it heart. Um, cause there's no solution to it, yeah. you know, I gotta pee with that. Okay. Well, we're done anyway. I think oh, so. Yeah. Okay. We're at 45, 45, 50 Woo! minutes. So tell them all I gotta pee and I'll see you later. I gotta Sunny. pee and I'll see you later. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. the universe is recorded in idtu studios located in portland oregon all opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of idtu research academy and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief no idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast